Hey guys, it's Naylor. If you wanted another way to show your support for the LCR Media Podcast, I put together some merch just for the LCR Media Podcast. It's exclusive hoodies, stickers, and some other merchandise that you can check out in the show notes. You can also go on the YouTube channel at LCR and see the visuals underneath any video that you play. You can see exactly what this merchandise looks like. So go ahead and check that out if you want to show support for the show. I definitely appreciate you listening, leaving those five-star rating reviews, and additionally, maybe picking up some gear. Thanks, guys. On this episode, we have none other than the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Paul Jameson from the Green Industry Podcast. I've known Paul for many years. I went out to Atlanta, Georgia and interviewed him in the radio studio that he worked at the time, which was amazing to see all the audio equipment and sound recording equipment, especially now looking back on it from a podcasting perspective that I'm doing now and Paul's doing. And, you know, I've always kind of been, um, I've always kind of geeked out on, you know, tech and gear and things like that, like whether it be camera equipment, you know, when I'm doing YouTube to now podcasting and sound equipment for the podcast, like it's all really interesting. And, you know, I, I can really just get into it. And uh, the radio studio was definitely a place for that. Uh, but he, t- you know, I went there for get to know the pro series. It was uh, original YouTube series where I went, and I traveled the country and interviewed other lawn and landscapers in the industry uh, and kind of looked at their setups, heard their stories, kind of spent the day with them, a day in the life. And for Paul, who was a landscaping pro at the time for many, 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 many years, uh, I, like I said, I met him at the radio studio, which was his other uh, career at the time. He was in the middle of uh, recording his show on Sunday, but he was able to take time in between for us to kind of record different portions of the get to know the pro episode with him and in his story he talked about faith and how the lord saved him and his whole experience from being a, a troubled youth you know kind of typical what you would think teenagers you know uh, chasing girls and smoking and drinking and you know i'm not saying he did all those things but you know that the typical uh what you would think anyway is uh the typical teenager activity. Um, and he changed his life around. He felt like, um, the Lord told him what he needed to do with his life and just kind of redirected. And, you know, he, he tells, told a lot of the story on the get to know the pro episode. So you can definitely check that out. The link is in the show notes. Um, his episode, you can also see the, you know, the, the radio studio, what I'm talking about, you can see the, the, the video, uh, the vision, the visual, sorry, <laughs> that's the word I was trying to say there. The visual for everything that we that I'm talking about, as well as listen to more about our conversation. But in this episode, he really dives a lot deeper into it. He kind of recaps a little bit about what we talked about. For those of you that never saw that episode, that was a few years ago. Uh, but still, go ahead and check that out when you're done listening to this podcast. But he goes into that, and then he goes into great detail really about, you know, having faith in Christ. And I I honestly and truly feel, and I said this on the podcast, that if it wasn't for that direction in his his life, we would not know who Paul Jameson is and we would not be blessed with the Green Industry Podcast that has been so helpful, beneficial to the community. So many of you out there, I know it's been helpful for me to start my podcast and kind of help me along in that process, as well as just having a great friendship with with Paul. 
Uh, so I'm very, very grateful um, for, for the choices Paul has made to kind of put him in the path that he's at now. Uh, I was one of the ones that kind of really tried to push him to get into podcasting, which I think is, is, is a great choice for him. And he, he was just kind of made for it to, to be perfectly honest. He's just got the gift of gab and so on and really professional and all of his radio background prepared him to be even more professional. So I'm really proud to be his friend and to, to say that I, I had a part in him, you know, starting the podcast. And like I said, in this episode, we really dive into his origin story and where where this all came from and how we got to the point of having the Green Industry Podcast. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy. Here we go. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro, and today on the phone, we have none other than the Green Industry Podcast host, Paul Jameson. How's it going, Paul? Really good, Naylor. Thanks for finally having me on the show, my friend. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I, I was hoping that we could get you, you know, live, live and in action, you know, the different events that we've been together, but it, we just didn't sync it up as well. You know, we got a lot going on. It's always busy and a lot of content. So I didn't want any more time to pass. I wanted to get you on the show and, and talk to you and, and, um, and get this content out there because I think there's a lot of value there, your story in general, as well as, you know, our relationship and all the things we've done and all the fun things in the community and uh, your podcast and my podcast now, and, uh, you're starting, uh, getting kind of re re energizing your, YouTube channel. So that's exciting too. We can touch base on that. Yes. A little bit. Yes. I had, I had a flop tonight, but I, oh, my no. first video. Oh, so that <laughs> didn't go live. Video, <laughs> yeah. It was my first video in a long time and I posted, I was all fired up. And then uh, I asked Mr. Producer, I said, Hey, can you give me some honest feedback? How'd my video go? You know, I'm getting the rust off. And he called me and he's, I could tell he wasn't impressed. And he's like, well, one word to summarize it. Underwhelming. Oh, <laughs> oh no. So, anyway, I will, uh, I will step it up. It was my first time ever using a GoPro and the time lapse. And so I, I probably just overdid a little bit, just playing the time lapse of music. So I'll, oh. I'll get a little more storyline uh, to the, to the next video. But yes, the, the YouTube channel has been resurrected. There you go. That's the perfect word. What, so has real quick, has he seen any of your other videos like in the past? Has he seen like what, like, or is this like the only thing that, that he's seen of, of yours, like to compare? I think he's, I think he's probably watched some of my sports videos from the past. I used mm -hmm. to make reactions to like sporting events and things of that nature. And I, I believe he's seen some of those, but in regards to actually, you know, doing landscape enhancements and landscape, you know, remodel jobs and stuff like that, that may have been the first time he's seen me in action. And uh, I was using my friend's mower that's a 21 inch and the self propeller wasn't really working that well. And he, he didn't really have grass. He had like dirt and pollen. And so <laughs> anyway, it was uh, in hindsight, I probably could have made a better debut. Nailer, <laughs> I mean, it, hey, wasn't you know. so, it wasn't those B and B stripes of some tall, lush grass. It was, we're actually doing a series where I'm going to actually take my friend's raggedy landscaping and turn Mowing it into, dirt. you know, I, I'm an, 
I'm going to try to turn it into a masterpiece. I think we're going to have to resod the whole yard, but anyway. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. Like a, like a rehabilitation pride. I think I've seen some people like Jake, the lawn kid does a lot of that kind of stuff where he just rehabilitates a, a yard or a section of a yard or whatever, and, and makes it a whole project. And you can kind of like report, you know, like have updates and stuff. And that, that's a pretty yeah. good idea. Instead of doing just like one video, it's like, tw- you know, 20 minutes and a whole bunch of time lapse and it shows the whole thing. I might do like one at the end, but I was going to do like a video series, like each little enhanced, you know, each little project I do around the house to make it look better. I was going to make that a separate video. So yeah. I could have probably had a better debut, but anyway, let me let you get back to your intro. <laughs> no, uh, it, it's, it's all good. You know, we, we, we just have fun here on the LCR media podcast. I mean, you know, I do have notes and I try to stay organized, but sometimes, you know, we just have to go with the flow and that's, that's what makes it fun. So, but I, for, let's just, first of all, start off for those that, that actually don't know who Paul Jameson is. And, you know, I just met somebody, I was telling you this, I think I texted you this uh, the other day. I met someone on my, on the street that I was on, he was mowing, he was like, Hey, are you the lawn care rookie? And I was like, yeah. And, and we just started talking and, and you know, that still kind of shocks me. Like that doesn't happen that often. Um, either I already know people from, from whatever, uh, over time or, I just, I don't know that people don't know, know me. So I was kind of shocked that, that, that happened. And we talked for a while and he was saying that, you know, he, he was talking about a couple of people that he, he watches on YouTube and whatnot. And it's really helped him, like myself included, obviously, uh, that's how you knew who I, who I was that helped him. And, and I was talking to him about podcasting for whatever reason that came up and, and he didn't listen to any podcasts and he, so he didn't know who you were and he didn't know I had a podcast or any of the other uh, podcasts that are out there. And I was like, man, you got, you got to listen the podcast like that's you know while you're mowing and stuff and he's like oh i don't really have you know and he, he didn't have like a good like system like like uh earbuds or anything to really listen to like over the mowers and like, all that kind of stuff I was like oh you know my podcast green industry podcast you know, there's a bunch of other podcasts that are up on the up on the come up um, that that are doing different things and improving the quality of their of their sound, and so you can hear it over, uh, you know, all that stuff. And so basically, I was just telling them, you know, all about your podcast and you, and obviously that I had a podcast and I wanted him to listen to it because it's a it's a great thing to do when you're mowing. You know, you whether it's you're learning something new from someone or you're listening to like your favorite, you know, maybe influencer or you know creator on YouTube or Instagram or wherever they are, maybe it's a local company, you know, my, in my, um, scenario, I've interviewed a lot of local companies. So the local guys and girls that I know might want to listen to the episodes with those local companies to kind of get some inside baseball type deal. So anyway, there's a lot of great benefits, right? So my point is if he hopefully listens to my podcast, he will now hear about you and anyone else in that situation that still doesn't know who Paul Jameson, the green industry podcast is and all that let them know what the deal is. Who are you, Paul? Where did you get, when did you get started and how'd you end up doing the green industry podcast? Go. Absolutely. Well, the green industry podcast started in October of 2018. But uh, before that, my actual lawn and landscape business started in the late spring of 2011. And so those first couple of years, I was just chucking the truck, you know, I was Rick's mowing and I was just out there, <laughs> making rookie mistake after rookie mistake. And then in about 2013, I started to watch YouTube. And that's where I started watching this guy named Geek the Freak, Greg Chisholm. And he'd be out there cutting that grass and making that cash. And he would do these voiceovers of him just cutting these raggedy little yards, you know, for 25 bucks. But he'd do a voiceover and be talking about it. And I was like, I would just binge watch 
his channels and then you would pop up in the recommendations on YouTube back in the day. It would be like B&B Lawn Care, Lawn Care Rookie and Top Notch and, and um, you know, Stanley Genetic, Keith Kalfas. So I started watching you guys on YouTube, you know, year after year after year after year. And I, I learned so much from that. And then Stan Genetic had a podcast back in the day. And so I would listen to his podcast. And then all of a sudden he kind of just like paused on his podcast and he stopped making podcasts. And I was like mad. Cause I was like, man, I like, I would just, whenever he had a new episode, I couldn't wait to listen to it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, me too. And so, so anyway, I was working at a radio station at the time and I was around all this equipment and I've been trained not only in lawn care and landscaping that, you know, that was always my business, but on the weekends I would actually go and I had a radio show. So I actually had, uh, you guys know him as Mr. Producer, but him and, and some of the other folks I worked with, they would actually give me criticism and, and they would actually help me to be a better broadcaster, how to, you know, do, um, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe they should have taught me a little better, but <laughs> I, I guess uh, <laughs> one, one, one ear, not the other. Yeah. But nevertheless, I was, I was uh, a professional broadcaster. And so I was driving through Illinois, I was on my way back from Brian Rings. He gave me a 48-inch commercial mower. He gave me a trailer, and I was actually driving it back from Minnesota. Then you drive through Wisconsin, and then you drive through Illinois. So I'm in Illinois. I'm in the middle of the cornfields, and I had a vision, which was, you know, I'm, I'm wide awake. I'm, I'm driving. So, But it, it, for those of you who never had a vision while you're awake, it's like you're having a dream. You just, you, you're watching like a movie play out, like a script or a screen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah like when you're dreaming. So I'm literally just driving. There's not really much traffic. There's like these cornfields in Illinois. I'm, I'm not by Chicago. I'm just out in the middle of nowhere. And I had this vision and I could start seeing people and they were in their, their landscape shops. They were in their trucks. They were out in the field working and they were listening to me on a podcast. And it was so strange to me because I didn't have a podcast, but I saw all these guys from different cities and different walks of life. And, and they were listening to this show that was about lawn care. And I was talking because I, I could hear myself like through the radio. And then um, anyway, I like came back and my eyes are now looking on the highway and I, you know, I was safe or whatever. And then I heard a voice and, you know, I believe it was the Lord. And he said, if you build it, they will listen. And so that's where the green industry podcast was birthed uh, there on that highway in Illinois if you build it, they will listen. And so I came back and I started talking to my friend, Mr. Producer about, you know, the equipment and the setup and, and all of that. And we just started cranking out episodes. You were my first interview, Naylor. You came down to um, Georgia. We went to Waffle House. And I remember you're like, I didn't know you guys had mountains in Georgia. We're sitting, <laughs> sitting yeah. at the base of the mountain. <laughs> yeah. And um, anyway, I, I interviewed you. That was a hoot. I couldn't say your first name right. Oh, Instead man. of Naylor, I was calling you Naylor. And my Allie last Farrell, name good was a Lord. mess. Yeah. That wasn't even close. <laughs> uh, and Richmond, Virginia. I, anyway, it was, oh, it was a <laughs> it was a good time, but we were in your professional yeah. studio, like the, the radio, the, you know, the, the, the radio let you, uh, temporarily, right. We could say this, right. They, they let you use, um, some of their equipment. Uh, yeah. Bad. So, so back in the day when I didn't have the Jameson media complex, which actually is like, we, we just actually built a new one that is, I, I, for those of you guys who are on Instagram, follow us over there. It is awesome. Like it is, it is awesome. The cameras just came in today, actually. Uh, so we're, we're setting that up tomorrow, but we, we've been building a brand new studio, but yeah, back in the day, we we're going out of the radio station for a while. And then I, you know, I just started getting equipment and I got the roadcaster and 
And then I started getting all this other stuff. And then, you know, Fullerton's like, Hey, can you help me? And then, you know, Caleb Allman and, and, and you're, well, you didn't listen to me, Naylor. You, you, you went out and got your own stuff, but <laughs> well, no, no, I, 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 I listened to you with everything else. I just wanted to, you know, try something new, you know, me rookie for life. I'm like, there's, there's yeah. probably some no, other well, opportunities there's, out there's, there. There's <laughs> strategy of why you didn't get my equipment. Cause for GIE, you actually right. have capabilities that I don't. So I'm, I'm not, I don't want to offend the host here, but you, you asked me about the green industry podcast. So that's how it started. We're, we have done over 400 episodes, um, you know, getting over 50,000 downloads a month. It's, it's just blowing up the audio version of it. And so now the next chapter of the green industry podcast is we actually built a studio with cameras in it and lights and all this, you know, stuff. So we're going to try to start videoing uh, the episodes and putting out those highlights and, and I'm going to start posting more on YouTube as well. So uh, we're going to add the video element to it uh, this spring and summer is the next goal. In addition to continuing to crank out, you know, episodes. So yeah, I've been I've been watching on Instagram that you guys setting up that studio, and it definitely gives that feeling of you know the radio studio, like you know the little room that we were in when we were recording your first episodes of your podcast. You know, we had the you know the mics, you know the 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 arm and everything, and the professional mics, and mm-hmm. just the whole the whole atmosphere. Uh, it very it seems very professional and and ominous of that. So that that's cool. I mean, there was no cameras at, at the time in the the radio studio because that's that's radio. But so that's a cool new added level that you know, kind of like a um, uh, you know, like a, a very professional version of of podcasting. Yeah. And you're going to repurpose that content, obviously, on and for on different levels, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like, there's a lot of guys locally here that we want to invite different, you know, dealers and, and professionals. And so we're going to invite them to the studio in person and uh, start our, you know, start our way locally so that, cause you, you and I both know, and I apologize. I was, I, I wanted, I wasn't feeling that well at the hype house and wanted to go to bed, but you were like, Hey, let's be on my podcast. And, and cause they're always better in person, but I think Mitchell Gordy and Fullerton and Blake and Spence, I mean, you ended up having like an all-star lineup anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with like that was like one of the most epic podcasts ever because there's like six, you know, yeah. six influencers on the show right which but is anyway, why i got this podcast board so i could just max it out with all those people but anyway yeah yeah so anyway like i think the best practice of you know back in the day with tv right oprah was in chicago and the guests would come to her right and they'd, they'd fly in and they'd stay at the omni hotel or whatever but the yeah the interviews were always good because they were in person and then joe rogan you know i don't know what his budget is but uh, he, he, he's got um, his guests are always there. You know, he's not doing like a, a Zoom call. His his guests are sitting on the other side of his desk and they're going back and forth. And then, you know, he has three camera angles, it was, it, one on the guest, one on him, and then one like uh, scoped out on the room. So literally that's what we built. We built like Joe Rogan studio, you know, the best that we could. And, and our thought was we'll start locally, you know, I'll invite my dealers and uh, guys that own irrigation companies, landscape companies, lawn care companies, fertilizer companies that are locally that I know we'll get them in studio. So we're in person and then Lord willing, these, com- you know, the brands and stuff will pay to, you know, fly you in and fly whoever it, and, uh, and we can start having guests come in, um, you know, hopefully not on your own dime, but hopefully, you know, we'll get those sponsored to where we can fly folks in. Cause Atlanta is like probably the easiest city to flop in and, you know, fly in and out of. It's just, yeah, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a much hub every for most, city, yeah. Yeah, every city flies into Atlanta, you know, pretty cheap and stuff like that. So my, my hope is that eventually you guys will come to us 
and enjoy the awesome studio and we'll have in-person content. And then of course, and I guess you, you know, I know we're still on the intro, but for those who don't know, we have gone on three podcasting tours, one in the summer up to your neck of the woods and then interviewed you. And then one, we went out West and you actually joined me for part of that. And then the last one, you were on as well <laughs> in Florida. So I guess all three podcasting tours, Naylor, some, some way, shape or form has, has joined us, but we take the show, we've taken the show on the road um, to get out there as well. So um, that's been a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I think that's really, it's really um, a, an interesting and unique, that's the word I was looking for. It's a unique opportunity um, to be able to to podcast like from anywhere, you know, with these podcast boards, whether it be the Rodecaster Pro or the Zoom PodTrack P8 that I have, like whatever it is, you know, you, you, you can just, it's portable. You take it, you go, whether you're at a live event that you were like planning to do anyway, and you're like, hey, it's a good opportunity to to interview some, you know, some folks that I, I wouldn't normally be able to, you know, or, or you actually go somewhere like with intent to, to just do the podcasting either way. It's, it's definitely a unique experience to be able to do that, you know, to get that live in person, get a little bit different energy and, you know, the consistent sound quality and, you know, but obviously, you know, there's times like this where it's like, Hey, let's just call, call each other up and, and get it done. But it's, it's definitely a, a great uh, new improvements, you know, with the, with all the technology to give you the opportunity to do all that and then the traveling. But yeah, that studio idea sounds, sounds great. And, and I, I hope uh, that that will manifest itself in all of the ways and, and more, you know, that, that you're talking about. Cause I, I can't, I would love to be able to go and, you know, it's easy enough for me, you know, I'm, I'm my everywhere to go anywhere in the country. I have to go to Atlanta first, you know, to fly. And then I have to get another plane to go somewhere else. Unless I'm going to Florida. That's the only state that we still have direct flights to out of uh, Richmond, Virginia. Um, but so, you know, that might not be a, a, a the case for everyone, but regardless, hopefully, you know, it, there will be some more doors opening and that, that would be so awesome to, to have people being able to kind of come in and, and spend some time in the studio and, you know, to hang out in, in Atlanta and, and, you know, things like that. So, or that general area, wherever you know you're going to be at so i definitely think i see how the potential there and i'm excited to to keep seeing that grow and and you know be a part of whatever i can you know if i can ever get down there too that would be awesome so why don't we take a short break and then we'll start diving into your faith and everything around basically your whole kind of life story and where things started changing for you uh and kind of took you on the path that brought you to where you are now and to continue propelling you forward. So let's take a quick break and we'll, we'll dive in. Hey guys, it's Marty. Let me take a moment and tell you about the ramp rack. This is a pickup insert that eliminates the need to pull a trailer just to haul your equipment. It easily installs on any 1500 to 3500 pickup long or short bed, extending the usable space of your bed by two feet. The Ramp Rack's most popular model for landscapers is the PU200. It has rear window protection and a removable shelf for push mowers and gas cans. You're going to love this. The Ramp and Dovetail have a weight capacity of 2,000 pounds. Made in Maryland, it comes powder-coated and, of course, built to last for years. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Head over to therampwreck.com and, of course, save 10% with the promo code LCR. That's therampwreck.com, and of course, we'll throw the link in the show notes. LCR not only uses the Ramp Rack, but he gives it his highest endorsement. Hey guys, it's Naylor. 
Has there ever been a guest that you were listening to on a podcast that you wanted to ask a question that just wasn't asked? Well, now is your opportunity. Send me an email at lawncarerookie at gmail.com. Tell me who you want me to interview and what question you want to ask them. And for that matter, if there's any questions you have for me that you want me to answer, and I may give you a call and answer the questions live on the air. This is the LCR Media Podcast. Once again, here's your host, Naylor Taliaferro. All right. Well, we're back with Paul Jamison from the Green Industry Podcast. Uh, we were just about to dive into, I really wanted to focus on this episode. I'm actually going to title it Peace in Christ with Paul Jamison. Now, I just want to say, I'm not, I'm not particularly sure. I don't remember where I was when I came up with the idea for this episode and, and wrote it, typed it in my phone. I don't what kind of mindset I was in. Uh, I'm not an overly religious person, but I've been around Paul long enough to know that he is clearly, I mean, he, he, he puts it all out there. Um, and I just, you know, the, the, the words that I used in the title and, you know, the different ideas here, uh, and how, I truly feel like we would not know Paul, um, or at least at this level. I mean, there's there's a potential that we could have interact. You know, different people could have still been in the same path with Paul. But I feel like things would not be where they are today if it wasn't for Paul's faith in the Lord and everything around that. And I think Paul has a remarkable and inspirational story to share. So here's Paul again. Why don't you go ahead and start diving into? where this all started for you, because it's not like you, you weren't born necessarily into this faith, correct? Yeah, that's correct. So I was born in 1985 and uh, fast forward <laughs> to <laughs> high school years. A lot happened in between birth yeah. and high school. But uh, when I got in high school, I you know started to listen to Eminem and 50 Cent and start smoking marijuana and drinking beer and, and doing, you know, premarital uh, activities. And that, that was my lifestyle. And I was going heavy uh, down that path. And so simultaneously to party Paul, if you will, and, and I had leadership uh, tendencies back then. And so it was like, I was taking other people on that path. If you know what I mean? Like yeah. I was the ringleader, like, you know, let's go out and party, you know, it's, and, and all of that. And, and so, let's be honest, uh, there's a lot of, you know, teenagers, that, you know, a lot of young adults that, that do the same thing to this day. So it's not like, you know, unfortunately, it's it's not uncommon. But so but but anyway, continue. OK, so so Jesus was not my priority or I wasn't, you know, trying to live uh, in a way that honored him. I, I was just me, myself and I and, and the buzz and the high and the pleasure and and that life. You know, I was just consumed in that. Right. Well, while I was living that lifestyle. I had a neighbor. Uh, she lived in our neighborhood. Her name was Deb. And um, the Lord put it on her heart to fast and to pray uh, for 10 days. If you guys don't aren't familiar with fasting, that's where you don't eat food. So you just drink water. And she did that for 10 days. And while she was fasting, she was praying to Jesus that he would get a hold of my life. And she was praying for some other people in the neighborhood as well, like her daughter and, and a couple of these other kids that were, we were all going to hell. I mean, we're all living in sin. And um, so she's fasting and she's praying. And on the 10th day, the Lord shows her that Paul, Paul's mine. Like I'm, I'm going to get him. And so at that time I just graduated from high school and she shows up to my house with a book bag and some of like some um, Bible literature, like, uh, devotional books and stuff like that. And she, and I literally, I'm at my, it's June 5th, 2004. I'm at my graduation party. I literally have a, I was wearing cargo 
shorts back then. I didn't have much style, but I had like a <laughs> bottle of rum, uh, out, you know, alcohol in my, in my cargo shorts pocket and I'm buzzed and drinking. And she comes up to me and says that, you know, Jesus is going to send you to the nations and you're going to need a book bag or like a, a suitcase. So here's a suitcase. And, uh, anyway, I thought the lady was crazy. And so I was like, well, thank you for the suitcase. And I actually loaded it up because we went to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina on June 7th, 2004. And I got off the airplane and I didn't know who Holy Spirit was, but the Holy Spirit started to convict me of sin and righteousness and judgment. And so I started to get convicted. Like as I'm sitting there drinking the beer, I'm feeling convicted. They're like uneasy. It's like you get in the, the shower with socks on. It's like, this ain't right. Just something didn't feel right. And I literally went to, to have, uh, you know, sex with a girl. And I, I literally just started feeling uncomfortable. I literally threw up, like vomited. I, I, I couldn't do it. And I never, um, since that day, I've never actually done that. I've saved myself from marriage wow. um, from that moment, from that moment on, that was in 2000, June, 2004, when the interaction was, you know, taking place or, or about to take place. And I ended up going to the bathroom, throwing up and then never, never doing that again. Well, anyway, so, so, um, for about 10 days, the Holy spirit started convicting me and I started like, um, seeing hell, like people burning in hell and going there forever. And like, it scared me. And I was like, well, I don't want to go there. I want to go to heaven. And so on June 17th, ironically, I was in Atlanta, Georgia. I flew from Myrtle beach to Atlanta to catch a flight to Ohio. You know how that is. You always got to yeah. fly to Atlanta before you go. Wherever you <laughs> right. So I didn't even live in Atlanta back then, but I got to the airport and I, 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 I felt like, um, I didn't want to be a hypocrite. You know what I mean? And so I yeah. said, you know what, Jesus, I'm serious. I, I'm going to do this. And, and there's no turning back. I'm, I'm going to live for you the rest of my life. I don't care um, how many days or weeks or years you put me on this earth, Jesus, I want to live for you. And, and June 17, 2004 in the airport, I said yes to Jesus. And you talked about the peace that Christ gives me. So he started giving me peace and, and it started to, to, to take me on a journey. And then as I started building a business that, you know, I, I realized that I, I need to really put the Lord first and ask him, like when I'm on a property, Jesus, is this someone you want me to work for or not? Like, and, 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 and really leaning on God's wisdom to, to guide how I navigate business and, and, and every area of my life. And then more recently I've had, um, I've had some demons casted out of me. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. If you guys don't know what a demon is, but it's like this invisible creature that will live inside of us. And, uh, I've had some of those that got casted out of me and they left me. And like, it's been transformational even recently. Like I just feel so much lighter and I just feel, um, so much closer to Jesus. And I just want to worship him and honor him. And, um, God, you know, God's radically, radically, radically changed my life. And, and Naylor knows me behind the scenes. I don't just say that on the camera or in front of the whatever. It's like, yeah. I live it. I live it off air. I live it day to day. Like I want to know God, uh, you know, my, my kind of mission statement is I want, um, I want hell to be plundered and empty and I want, I want heaven to be full. And so I just, I don't want any of my family. I don't want any of my friends to die and to stand before Jesus. And you either go up or down. I mean, it's, you go to heaven or you go to hell. And so I want the people that I've influenced to um, put their faith in Jesus and to have eternal life. And so I'm, I'm very, you know, bold and outspoken about it, but it's because it's, it's real to me. I've, I've, I've seen it and uh, you know, I've, I've seen Jesus cast, you know, or people pray for me and through the power of Jesus, demons leave me that were in me and uh, even curses that were on my life 
generational curses that I inherited from my dad and he got from his dad and, you know, from my mom that she got from her parents. There was um, a lot of generational curses from Freemasonry and all kinds of stuff that my ancestors were involved with mm. that put a, a financial curse on my life. And um, recently I broke, you know, I renounced and broke agreement with those curses and like my finances have been improving. My health has been improving. My life has been improving. And so I just want to know Jesus more and more and any area in my life that's not honoring to him. Cause it's not just, you know, not doing drugs and not having uh premarital sex and not looking at pornography like that. That's like the big sin, so to speak, but it's, it gets down to like forgiving people who hurt me and like, things like that, the Lord's really been working on me about laziness, you know, not being lazy, but being diligent and forgiving those who hurt me. And, and, um, just it's, it's, it's a process. So I don't want to make it sound like it was a one and done thing on one day in June of 2004, but every day I just want to get to know Jesus more and, 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 um, encounter his love and share it with others. So. Absolutely. And, and I think you, you do that for sure. Um, I wanted to touch base back on how, what, for those that, you know, th- this is all new to them or they're struggling in various ways. How do you, how do you cast away demons? Like, how'd you do that and breaking curses? Like, I mean, what, what is that process? Yeah. So, okay. So <laughs> there, in, in the Bible, there's seven different times where Jesus would cast a demon out of somebody. And so, um, these, 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 they're like, they're invisible. You, you don't see them. So, so there are these creatures. And so what happened was I um, started to like growl. Like, I, I don't even know how to explain it, baby. Like, ah, like it would, like I'm here, right. I'm six right. foot two human being. And I would be alone in my bedroom or in the bathroom. And I would start growling like, like, and it wasn't me. Like, right. It was a, the demon in me. And I couldn't explain it. Like I was like, I would look in the mirror and instead of seeing my eyes, I would see this dark, just scary. It's like a movie. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I would see something, something in my eye that wasn't me. And then it would start growling. It would just go like, rah, 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 and I couldn't like my arms, my hands would raise up and it, it freaked me out. Yeah. And so I, um, I had my friend who does deliverance ministry that actually cast demons out of people. And I told him, I said, Hey, I'm, I'm growling. Like, not, like I, I can, I can control, like if I'm out in public, I'm not like growling, you know what I mean? Right, but like it would right, happen right. like, <laughs> like out on a customer's yard, like <laughs> anyway, no, yeah. but I, I, I could suppress it, but I knew there was something on the inside of me that wasn't me. That so you had to suppress. And so, yeah. And that wasn't right. Yeah. Yeah. But when I was just at my apartment home alone, like it would manifest and it would, it would, it would make itself known. It wasn't, it wasn't always hiding. And so anyway, I talked to my friend and they came over and explained to me the difference between a curse and a demon because they're actually different, um, which I can explain the curses in a minute, but because mm-hmm. they're, they're two, you're dealing with two different things with a, with a demon, you're, in, you're dealing with an invisible creature. It's a person without a body. If you, if you'd imagine that, cause yeah. these things have personalities because now actually I'm, I'm on the front lines and I'm casting these jokers out of people and it's, it's a hoot. I mean, sometimes they'll cuss me out. Sometimes the, it's, it's wild, the different experiences we have casting these demons out of people. But anyway, it started over at my house and uh, they came over as like five hours of a session. And um, I had like a trash bag in front of me and they just laid their hands on me and said, you know, in the name of Jesus, come out of Paul. And these, these demons would come out. Like I would, at one point uh, they would like um, 
stick their, my, my tongue would stick out at, at, at my friends who were casting demons out of me. And then they would go like, sometimes they go by coughing. Um, sometimes they go by yawning. Sometimes they go by uh, sneezing. And sometimes they go by these, these screams, these excruciating screams. It's, mm. And, uh, but, but they'll weave um, in, in, when you say in the name of Jesus, get out, you know, up and out. And sometimes they'll put up a little, little bit of attention, a little bit of a fight, but, but they'll leave. And, and when they leave, you know it, cause you, you have, you use the word peace. And I, I, that's the perfect word. When the demon leaves, whatever um, oppression and chaos and, and confusion and, and irritation and depression you have, it, it gets replaced with this peace that transcends understanding. And so, yeah, I've had demons cast out of me and now I, I cast those jokers out of other people who, who want them gone. Yeah. And uh, you have to, you have to want them gone because Jesus actually shared a story that when the demon leaves, he actually goes and gets seven of his friends and then the house gets swept and, and put in order. And then um, they come back seven times stronger. And so when the demon leaves, you actually have to, um, you have to actually put your, 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 your guard up, your spiritual armor on because they can come back in if they have a legal right or legal access to come back in. So I, I, that's part of why I try to live holy. Cause for example, I don't look at pornography, but if I was looking at pornography, well, that would be an open door for those demons to come right back inside of me or something like, you know, a sin like that. Yeah. So, it, it encourages me to live squeaky clean and to keep those guys out. And, and, and so that I'm just filled with, with the Holy spirit. Yeah. So I was going to ask where, so where did these demons come from and how, how do they get, you know, how do they attach themselves to you? Yeah. So they can come in through, um, sec, you know, sexual intercourse, um, outside of marriage. So obviously if you're, you're married, that's, that's good. That's a covenant before God. That's, um, you know, they, they don't have legal right when you're, having sex in marriage. But, but I told you at the beginning of the episode that when you have sex outside of marriage, so what happens is the Bible says that you become one flesh. And so, you know, without being graphic, when the, the male's tools right. Right, go inside the woman, right. <laughs> I'll try to keep it, I'll try to keep <laughs> it PG. I, I know we got some kids that watch, but yeah. they, 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 they know what's going on anyway. So when that, when that action happens, you actually have just tied your soul to somebody. And so you are now one flesh with that person. Well, if you're not married to that person, you're still one flesh with that person. And so that actually gives a legal right now. Like demons are, there's, there's a finite number of them. And so there's, there, there's not, they're, they're out there roaming around and they're looking for humans to come into, but they have to have what's called a legal right. Meaning they just can't, they just can't nonchalantly go in whoever they want. There has to be a legal right for them to, to enter, which would be sin. And so when I created, when I, when I, when I did the sexual intercourse with women, I wasn't married with that could have been an open door. And, um, they even can come in, um, you know, young children in the Bible had demons. They could have even come in because, you know, there was, there was things in my parents' life where they didn't live for Jesus. And so there was a lot of open doors in my childhood as well. Um, that could have opened the doors. I know for one year for Halloween, my mom dressed me up as the devil. Like that was my Halloween costume. Mm. And, and so that, that could have been one there. There were several legal rights. So I don't necessarily know where I accumulated a lot of them, but there was, and this is getting in a whole nother realm of, of spirituality, but there was actually somebody in my life who was a witch and um, she had put, put uh, curses on me and she had done all kind of, 
things like that to try to destroy my life. And, and I was unaware of a lot of that. And so some of that had affected my life. And thankfully that stuff has been, is in process of being dealt with and, you know, getting out of my life. And, and um, there's a, a prote- more of a protection around my life now. So the, I, the root of it, I can't put my finger on it. Naylor, yeah. I don't know for sure, but I, all I can tell you was there was a creature inside of me that is no longer inside of me. And that's wow. a fact. That's, that's, that's amazing for sure. Um, I, I don't know if, if this is a different, you know, category or a different rabbit hole, but I mean, I know, um, <clears throat> an ex employee of mine used to always talk about this, like abandoned house. Like we would always drive past it and it was like this creepy house that was abandoned and all the kids would, um, you know, randomly like did kind of dare each other. It was like the cool thing to like go and at night to this, into this house and just explore this like horrifying house, like literally a haunted house and all these crazy things were in the house and nothing crazy would ever happen in the house. But you just always felt weird when according to him, you know, that they always felt weird in the house and there was always creepy stuff and like different rooms had different creepy things. And like one room looked like some sort of like satanic, like rich, thing there's like a you know whatever the symbol is you know that the symbol of satan yeah the pentagram was on the floor and all this crazy stuff as if it was like a portal or something to allow demons in or something is is what it seemed like that would definitely be a legal right so yeah (laughs) right that guy needs that guy needs deliverance um well listen listen to the rest of the story here Well, that was part one of this two-part series, guys. If you want to go ahead and listen to the rest of this episode of our conversation, go ahead over onto the Green Industry Podcast and check out part two of this conversation. Uh, Paul's got that episode up uh, right now if you're listening to this episode. So go ahead and and and, and check that out so you can finish the whole story. Again, I, I had a great time talking to Paul. Uh, and I can't wait to see him again and hang out with him. And we have a lot of good times on these road tours or just any other live events that we get together for and, um, you know, and record content, of course. So thank you guys for listening. And as always, this is Lawn Care Rookie signing off. Hey, guys, before you head out, if you could do me a quick favor and go on the podcasting app that you're listening to this episode on and click follow or subscribe, it would mean a lot. Thanks. Mr. Producer here, and if you're enjoying Naylor's podcast, I recommend you head on over to his YouTube channel at LCR and see what else he's doing for the community and become a part of the LCR Media Network. Just click join next to the subscribe button and you'll have instant access to exclusive training videos, a private Facebook group to network with other members, and live streams with Naylor. You'll get access to every YouTube video before anybody else does, and you can even schedule Zoom one-on-one video calls with the Lawn Care Rookie and talk about anything you may need help with in your business, like best types of equipment, going part-time to full-time, how to get the best route density, finding your ideal clients, finding employees, or just anything else you need help with. Again, all of this exclusive access is for LCR Media Network members only. Just click join next to the subscribe button on the LCR YouTube channel and be a rookie for life. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.